Good morning. Today is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. For the purpose of the discussion I want to share with you, I want to disclose that I recently received my third COVID vaccine, the booster shot, and I did that in accordance with Quebec regulations since we are planning to travel to Israel soon to visit my mother in a few weeks. So with a ticket to Israel, a person is allowed to get the third vaccine here in Montreal, and that is what we did. Uh, but I want to share with you this morning a little bit of a fascinating debate that is going on in the wider world, but I want to share it from the point of view of Jewish sources. And that is the debate that public health officials are having, whether to administer booster shots to fully vaccinated adults or to divert those shots to the 5 billion unvaccinated people, mostly in poor countries. And I want to share with you from two articles. One is an article written by Sharon Galper Grossman and Shamai Grossman. And the other is written by Alan Jotkowitz. It happens that I know all of these individuals and they are wonderful individuals. So uh, the question goes like this, and it's a fascinating moral question. So it appears clear from the evidence that we have so far that COVID vaccine effectiveness lowers, wanes over time in a slight way. Even people that have just the two shots are pretty well protected, but there is a lowering. And of course, it's anyone's guess what will happen over time. So you may know that Israel began administering booster shots to everyone over the age of 12 recently. And they have found that when people have received the third shot, they are more than 11 times more less likely to develop the infection and more than 19 times less likely to develop severe illness, which was rare to begin with in those who are vaccinated. And so far, Israel reports and other places report that with this third shot, there have been no new adverse events and no unusual uh, complications. The issue is that right now in the world, there is profound vaccine inequity. I'm not talking about those people who are refusing the vaccine, which by the way is wrong and people should not do, but that that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the fact that poor countries have very limited access to the COVID-19 vaccine. For example, in all of Africa, less than 2% of the entire population has been fully vaccinated and COVID-19 fatalities have surged. 
And the World Health Organization, WHO, which of course is responsible for global health, they have a global perspective, they have denounced the efforts of countries to offer boosters to those who are already vaccinated. And they write that the world is on the brink of a catastrophic moral failure by not giving enough vaccines to poor countries. They argue that the case for COVID vaccine boosters for the third shot at this point is relatively weak because the two vaccines still do a very good job against protection of serious disease. And the WHO compares boosters to handing out extra life jackets to people who already have life jackets, leading other people to drown. <clears throat> now, most ethicists recognize that governments do have a special obligation to protect their citizens before citizens of other places. But the question is, are there moral limits to this obligation? At some point, is it true that the needs of other countries will come before those of one's own citizens, especially in a situation like this, where, let's posit, the need for the citizens of a wealthy company, a country to get the third vaccine is a much less serious need than the needs of poor countries to at least get their first vaccine. So it's a dilemma that's going on, and it is discussed in halakhic literature with a couple of different approaches. One approach says that during a pandemic, we must try to save as many lives as possible. That's the goal. And therefore, it would appear that sharing vaccines with poor countries that don't have any, rather than giving to our own citizens that have already had two, will probably save more lives than richer companies keeping them as a third shot for their own citizens. So one line of Jewish thinking, of halachic thinking, would support that approach. But another approach, and we've discussed this before, is that when we talk about the subject of pikuach nefesh, of threat to life, where we say all the laws of the Torah are set aside, almost all, in order to protect life, we define that differently when it's on an individual level versus when it is on a communal level. In other words, when we're talking about a communal level, let's say a state, let's just say, for example, the state of Israel, but the same would apply to Canada or to the United States. The obligation of the government is not to look at which individual is in greater danger right now, but to look at the danger, the possible danger to the community as a whole. And 
under these circumstances, a government has the obligation to consider even the possibility of danger to its own citizens before considering even a greater danger to others, because that's the obligation of a state. That is the obligation of a community. Based on the writing of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, some contemporary halakhic authorities believe that a government must prioritize the possible threat to life, which is much letter, much as le, which is much less once people are double vaccinated, but there still is a risk. And as time wanes, that risk might rise somewhat, even though it's much less, that must take precedence over the citizens of another country. However, of course, even according to this, there will come a time, hopefully soon, when the danger to the wealthier countries goes down to, let's say, the level of the flu, for example. And at that point, doses must be shared with poorer countries so that they also have a certain amount of protection. So there is a limit to the precedence given to one's own citizens. But at this moment, that limit is not yet reached and governments should keep it for their own citizens. So that's basically the approach presented in the first article. Dr. Alan Jotkowitz, who's an amazing person, a personal friend of mine, and a wonderful doctor, and a great writer on Jewish medical ethics, has a different perspective. First of all, he says, and I've said this many times, and this is, this is like the first rule in order to discuss a Jewish approach to medical ethics, we need to know the facts. We need to know the scientific facts. And it could very well be true that even if we have a selfish perspective and we want to protect our own citizens, we still ought to be giving vaccines to poor countries that are, don't have any for the following reason. As COVID spreads, even if it's other places in the world, that gives more opportunity for variants, new variants to arise. And those new variants might we don't know, might present greater danger even to our own citizens. For example, just think about what happened with the Delta variant. So the longer COVID is brewing in the world, the more chance there is for more virulent strains of the virus to come and to affect us. So even from a selfish perspective, it could be that the science indicates we are safer by sharing vaccines with poorer countries before giving third doses to our own citizens in order to mitigate the possibility of a more virulent strain coming to attack us. That's number one. But number two, 
And this is an important position to discuss. He quotes the approach of Rav Yehuda Amital, who says that the main responsibility of a Jew in this world is Kiddush Hashem, to sanctify God's name. What a Kiddush Hashem it would be. What a sanctification of God's name it would be. If Israel, as an example, would lead by example by donating millions of doses to poor countries before giving the third dose to all of its citizens. Think of the great way in which God's name would be elevated within the world when the world sees the example that Israel is using. And Rav Amital says that this idea must be part of the halachic calculus. When we decide on the efficacy, on how to distribute a scarce resource, this idea of sanctifying God's name must be part of the, quote, the calculation. I don't know the answer. I think the debate is fascinating. I think the sources within Jewish law are not exactly conclusive. But I do think it's right for us to think about this dilemma. And as we think about it, we should think about what is best for us. And we should also think about what raises the sanctification of God's name in the world at the same time. Because the decision that we do make as individuals, as a society, says a lot about who we are and who we have become. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a safe and healthy day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.